Welcome to the broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. King Lions. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. Good morning everybody. Good evening wherever you're tuning in from around the world. My name is Shannon Davis and welcome to our broadcast, our podcast we call Omega Man Radio. Okay, today is going to be Thursday, October 12th, 2023. And we've got uh, three, excuse me, we've got two guests coming up. We're going to have uh, Gary Stafford with special guest Tim, Tim, excuse me, tongue tied there, Tiffany Adami at 11. And then Brother John Trails is going to follow him. Uh, Brother Elvis Newhart was scheduled for today, but unfortunately he can't be with us. He's uh, having internet issues and said it'll probably be about 10 hours before he's back online. So we have him scheduled again this month. We'll see him on the 26th. So apologize for that. He wanted to be here, but those things happen. Just like our blog talk was down for one solid day the other day. On all nights, uh, we had Soul Bait scheduled. Good news is I have Soul Bait Prophetic Hotline scheduled for next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, and we'll have open lines. Blog talk is back working again, praise God. So for that program, we will be up and running and be taking your calls. Let's see, tomorrow uh, we've got Dr. Hansen at 10. We're going to have Joey Ferrara. We're going to have Louie and Rose Betancourt from Miracle Valley. And at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern tomorrow night, Friday night, Victor Mravlag followed by the Demon Hotline, 8 o'clock Eastern. Next week, uh, we're going to do... Let's see, three evening programs. Soul Bait, as I mentioned, on Tuesday. We'll have Evangelist Gregory Ellis preaching on uh, Wednesday night, followed by open lines for prayer. And then, uh, again, every Friday night, we have Evangelist Victor Mravelag on preaching and then open up the phone lines and we'll uh, open up the Demon Hotline. All right, welcome aboard. Hey, Lisa, shouts out to you and Brother Albert, Carolina, and uh, others that are joining us. Well, let's get started. Um, We left off yesterday in Deuteronomy, so we're going to pick back up uh, chapter 12. Let's open up in prayer. Father Yehovah, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, this is the day you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ right now over everybody tuning in, our families. We lift up Israel to you. Today, Father God, go before them and be their defense. Reveal the hiding places of Hamas. And God, pull the cover off of the enemy and expose them all the way to the top of the command chain. In Jesus Christ's name, bless Israel. Let them get the land back. 
We invite the Holy Spirit to come today. Father God, teach us your word as we go through it. Illuminate scripture. Guide and direct all of our steps. Forgive us of all our sins, God, back to the very first thought, word, deed, gesture, and action. Bless the word as it goes out today in Jesus Christ's name. Also, Satan, we put you on notice. We bind you. Bind every demonic force that would come against anyone who would come out here or try to get here. We rebuke you, you foul, wicked spirits, and command you and your demons to loose us and go. Go to where Jesus sends you. We break all witchcraft coming against us. Bind every demonic attack. Cancel it right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Hey, before we get started, just a quick update. I uh, front-loaded all the missing episodes from Michael Cummins. So you see a bunch, uh, untitled in fact, but they do have the episode number, right there at the top of Podbean. Now what I'm doing is uh, we've got archives that go back all the way to day one. Right now we've got 10,500 programs. And when we transitioned over to the new Podbean system a few months ago and nuked everything else, started from scratch, uh, with our archives... I've got to build those back up, so this is one fast way to do it. I could throw a bunch of them on there, and they'll be there for a few days so they get visibility, and then what I'll do is I'll sort them back in according to their dates, and I'll put titles on them too. So, For example, we've got all Peter Whiffins up there right now. We've got all Hank Groover, Henry Groover, Michael Cummins just uploaded. So there you are. Um, it'll make sense because uh, they will go back into sequential order and then you'll be able to differentiate between new and old. But at any rate, uh, if you go to my website, omegamanradio.com, there's multiple uh, sites that pick up all the programs. Of course, we've got Podbean is our main site. It also has an app. Uh, Blog Talk Radio, of course, I'm uploading again to it. And um, there's about 10 other sites out there, all the big ones, Amazon, Google, uh, Apple. Just take a look. Uh, but if you want to go to our main hub, the mother hub, if you will, omegaman.podbean.com. And there's a link to it from my website. Also, I've got a couple of those players already embedded in. Now, in terms of tuning in live, we've got MixLR here. Uh, we've got a, what's uh, called an IceCast server, which is an alternate way to listen. It doesn't have a chat room. And um, I fumbled with Blog Talk tonight, but it will be back on uh, for tomorrow and every night going forward. And thank you to Lisa. I remembered now, she told me, reminded me that uh, we've got a chat room over there, so we'll turn that on too. I don't know how popular it'll be because we haven't used it in years, but Blog Talk does alert people that there is a live chat going on, so who knows, might drop in. It's actually a great idea to turn it on, so we'll be doing that too. At any rate, uh, oh, what I wanted to mention to you, the big thing though, Hank Groover. He has picked up the torch of his dead, Henry Groover, and he's prayer walking. He's reestablished the contacts over there that his dead had. And um, as we speak, he is in Japan. And God put it on my heart to connect him with another great brother, and that is Pastor Joseph Jasinski, longtime friend and speaker here on the program. And I told Brother Joseph, I said, man, you need to connect with Hank, and Hank, you need to connect with Brother Joseph. So they agreed, and Lo and behold, God did a miracle. 
God put a burden on Joseph's heart for Japan. He wants to take the school of deliverance there. And so um, God worked it out. Joseph is on the trip right now with Hank. And they just prayer walked the suicide forest in Japan. This is exciting. Brother Joseph said, should I go? I said, should you go? This is a divine appointment. Absolutely get on that plane and go. And he was excited about the opportunity and to meet Hank and Hank to meet Brother Joseph. They became friends. And uh, this is how it works. So I know they're going to have some great reports when they come back. Oh, man, we're going to get a whole debriefing right here. And um, best is yet to come. There'll be, you know, continual trips that Brother Groove will be taking over to Asia. He, he invited me. I, he said, you can come over now. I'll pay for your ticket. And, uh, man, I need to take a trip. It's been three years since I've been off this island. But I wasn't ready this time. But I said, look, I'm only seven hours uh, from Japan, which is not far at all for me now that I'm over here in Asia. And so I said, I'm going to join you. You better believe it on a future trip. So I'll probably, uh, as long as the world stays open, try to get over there next year. And, um, of course, I want to also hook up with Brother Joseph when he does a school of deliverance in Japan. And uh, maybe that's why I guess the Lord's going to keep me over here for a while. There's a lot of uh, potential work we can still do. Um, really, I haven't scratched the service, to tell you the truth, other than Bali, where we've spent most of our time. Uh, at any rate, uh, check out Hank Groover on Facebook, and he's putting photos up there. And, uh, man, this is exciting what they're doing over there. They're taking back the land for Jesus. Um, okay. I think that's the only update I had for you. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 12. These are the statutes and judgments which ye, that's talking about the whole group, shall observe to do in the land which Yahovah, God of thy fathers, giveth thee to possess it all the days that ye live upon the earth. Now what we're reading is timely when you look at what's going on in Israel. There's a battle right now over the land that God gave Israel to possess. And they were dispossessed of the land, and God brought them back. 1948, officially, uh, Israel was recognized as a nation again. President Trump recognized, uh, was the first president to do the right thing and stand with Israel that and uh, admit that Jerusalem is its capital, as it should have been a long time ago, admitted to. We moved our embassy over there, of course, as you know. But there's a battle right now. And uh, demonic forces do not want Bible prophecy to be fulfilled. They don't want Jesus to come back and rule and reign. Of course, there's nothing they can do to stop it. Satan is insane to think he can do anything to stop it. But he's going to try to get people hell. And you know, these demon-possessed nations, they covet the land that Jehovah gave his people Israel they're jealous and willing to murder to steal the land from Israel, but they will fail. And, you know, it goes back here to the word of God. What did God say? That's the only thing that matters. If he said it, then so be it. And he said that this land he would give to Israel for possession. And he keeps his promises. He said that he would make Abraham and his descendants, a mighty nation. 
just like the stars of the, the sky, innumerable, make them a large multitude. And he made this promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who he renamed Israel, that he would give a land for possession. Gaza belongs to Israel too. They're actually getting it back right now. I hope they keep it because uh, Bush Jr., of course, forced Israel to give it up in 2005. But, uh, you know, this goes back to the word. And if there's any doubt on Israel rights to the land, people need to get in and read the word of God. It's very clear here. Now, to possess it. Now, there were people living in the land. And God took it away from them because of their wickedness and is giving it as a possession to Israel. They've got to do some cleanup work there. Verse 2 says, Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods, upon the high mountains, upon the hills, and under every green tree. And ye shall overthrow their altars, and break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down, that means cut down, the graven images of their gods and destroy the names of them out of that place. Ye shall not do so unto Yahovah your God. But unto the place which Yahovah your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto his habitation, shall ye seek, and there thou shalt come. And thither ye shall bring your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and your tithes, and your heave offerings of your hand, and your vows, and your freewill offerings, and the firstlings of your herds of your flocks. And there you shall eat before Yahovah your God. And you shall rejoice in all that ye put your hand unto, ye in your households, wherein Yahovah thy God hath blessed thee. This is a blessing meant for Israel, his people. And it'll be a blessing for you and I, uh, for Gentile believers in Christ, because uh, we are grafted in. And one day, uh, we will also be there with our Jewish brothers and sisters. One new man, as Sid Ross says, the commonwealth of Israel, Jew and Gentile, together in Christ Jesus. And Jesus will be there in Jerusalem, Mount Zion, ruling and reigning for the millennial reign, 1,000 years. You want to be there, and so do I. Now, here in Bali, I call it like a mini India. The official number is 35,000 temples, altars, and shrines to gods. I'm sure there's more than that. But that's still enough. If that was all there was. We're driving down the road uh, any day, and you'll see uh, thrones to their gods. You'll see altars. You'll see people doing sacrifice every day. Um, You will see temples. You'll see gates. You will see all types of things. And you will see also these trees. That's right. These green trees and there usually be an altar underneath it. I've even seen some when I looked very closely when I was like stopped in traffic and saw some of these stone idols sitting up on a tree branch. It looked like a little man. 
<laughs> I guess like a gnome or something like that. Um, this is what he's talking about. He gave them instruction, utterly destroy all these places where they are serving their gods and upon the hills and under every green tree. Oh, yeah. Now, of course, there's a thing called the groves. These were forest with a lot of trees and and um, you'll see that even in modern times. Uh, Wicca. Wiccans. People go out there in these groves take all the clothes off run around butt naked and hold hands and things. Hug trees. This is an abomination to God. And he gave them a clear instruction go down and tear all this stuff down. Um I've shared how we had two altars torn down in our front yard with permission of the owner, of course. Wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise because we didn't own the land, but we made a deal. We would rent it, and uh, we've kept her into the bargain. She kept hers. Tore them down. Okay, going on. God doesn't, again, want us to worship any other gods. He's a jealous God. You shall have no other gods before me. We're to worship only him. And he gave them instructions on how they were to worship him. And the burnt offerings and the sacrifices and tithes, heave offerings, vows, free will offerings, firstlings, etc. Um, go back to chapter, verse 8. Now we're picking back up. Ye shall not do after all the things that we do here this day. Every man whatsoever is right in his own eyes. For ye are not as yet come to the rest and to the inheritance which Yahweh your God giveth you. But when ye go over Jordan and dwell in the land which Yahweh your God giveth you to inherit. It's an inheritance. And people are trying to steal Israel's inheritance. And we've got some misinformed Christians that think uh, Israel doesn't exist anymore. They've been done away with, and the church is the new Israel. Come on. It's not, it's not true. We're part of spiritual Israel, but God has a covenant with the physical people and the physical land. And when you go over Jordan and dwell in the land which Yahovah your God giveth you to inherit, and when he giveth you rest from all your enemies around about, so that ye dwell in safety. It's not the current situation now. Then there shall be a place which Yahovah your God shall choose to cause his name to dwell there. Thither shall ye bring all that I command you, your burnt offerings, your sacrifices, your tithes, and the heave offering of your hand, and all your choice vows which ye vow unto Yahovah. And ye shall rejoice before Yahovah your God, ye and your sons and your daughters and your men servants and your maid servants and the Levite that is within your gate. Now the Levites, one of the twelve tribes, they did not receive land as a possession. They could not own the land. Their possession was God. And their job was one that would be a special honor among all the tribes to, to minister to the Lord for the Lord right there in the temple and what was their their part well they would they would eat from the 
a portion of the uh, daily sacrifices that came. Part of it went to the Lord and the other went for the maintenance of their households. They had a lot of barbecue. Good food, good eating. I wonder if they had barbecue sauce back then. (laughs) Or if it was just salt and pepper. And the Levite that was within your gates, for as much as he hath no part nor inheritance with you, take heed to thyself that thou offer not thy burnt offerings in every place that thou seest, but in the place which Yahweh shall choose in one of thy tribes. There thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings, and there thou shalt do all that I command thee. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates. Whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of Yahovah thy God, which he hath given thee. Uh, so much for being a vegan. God said, eat meat after the fall in the Garden of Eden. Vegetables wasn't sufficient. And many will tell you, you'll never get complete protein source if you just go complete veggie and never eat any meat. I know a lot of people that went that way and they ended up having problems. And I'm talking um, colon problems, digestive problems, surgeries. Some have died going completely vegan. Something changed. Don't ask me to explain it all. Some kind of chemistry change. And I think it was because now there would have to be, uh, it says there's no remission of sin without the shedding of the blood. So, I don't think, I'm just my speculation, I don't think God liked uh, the idea of people just eating fruits and vegetables and then all these animals being uh, killed and sacrificed. And then, um, what, what do you do with the meat? Well, he said, eat it. No longer just eat other. He said, now eat meat. And he's saying here again, eat flesh and all that gates, whatsoever your soul lusteth after. What have you got a craving for? You want a good ribeye steak? You want some chicken breast? Go for it. Fish? He didn't say pork. According to the blessing of Yahovah thy God, which hath given thee, the unclean and the clean. Well, wait a minute. The unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. Was he saying you could eat pork there? I got let, let me read that one again. Notwithstanding, thou mayest kill and eat flesh in all thy gates, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after, according to the blessing of Yahovah thy God, which he hath given thee, the unclean and the clean may eat thereof, as of the roebuck and as of the heart. Only ye shall not eat the blood. Ye shall pour it upon the earth as water. Life's in the blood. You're not supposed to eat the blood. God is not happy with people that are eating rare steaks and the blood just pouring out the side. Why do people crave blood? You have to ask yourself the question. I know some people that that's the only way they eat a steak. It's rare. But God says don't eat it. Ye shall not eat the blood. Life's in the blood. Now that's echoed again in the New Testament. In the early church, when the uh, 
the apostles had a meeting there on what to do with new converts, Christianity, that were not Jewish, but they were coming into the faith from the Gentiles. And he said, um, abstain from fornication, from food that has been strangled, and from, and from blood. Am I correct on that? That's never changed. Uh, I, I like to have mine well done. I'm not saying I haven't eaten rare before undercooked. I try to send it back, but, you know, um, do, I do the best I can, but I always try to get well done myself. That's, that's my preference. I don't like medium rare. Give me well done. Okay. I had a burger today, actually. Ordered a cheeseburger and a fries down at this local British pub. Now, people go in there to drink. I don't. But uh, you can go in there and they get some great food. And I was up there at the bar and I had a cheeseburger. I said, well done. French fries. And I, what did I drink with that? I had a cappuccino is what I had. Some water. Okay. Back on track here. And praise the Lord, I got a cup of coffee here. I have a new trick to reduce how much coffee I drink. I tell Mama now, give me half of a cup. Now, most of the time it gets cold before I drink it anyway. It goes right down the drain. So I don't waste coffee now. And I can literally drink a couple cups. I'm only drinking half at a time. So if I drink four of these half cups, I only drink two coffees. I drink too much. Okay. Thou mayest not eat within thy gates the tithe of thy corn, or of thy wine, or of thy oil, or the firstlings of thy herds, or of thy flock, nor any of thy vows which thou vowest, nor thy free will offerings. That's a free will and love offering. Or heave offerings of thine hand. But thou must eat them before Jehovah thy God in the place which Jehovah thy God shall choose. Thou and thy son, and thy daughter and thy manservant, and thy maidservant, and the Levite that is within thy gates, and thou shalt rejoice before Jehovah thy God in all that thou puttest thine hands unto. Take heed to thyself that thou forsake not the Levite as long as thou livest upon the earth. When Yahovah thy God shall enlarge thy border, as he hath promised thee, and thou shalt say, I will eat flesh, because thy soul longeth to eat flesh. Thou mayest eat flesh, whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. Whatever you have a craving for. You want a 70 inch um, T bone steak? Go for it. Is that a 70 inch or a 70 ounce? No, 70 ounce, excuse me. (laughs) Take heed to thyself again, that thou forsake not the Levite as long as thou livest upon the earth. Okay, Uh, I I did that one already. Let me go down to 21. If the place which Yahovah thy God hath chosen to put his name there be too far from thee, then thou shalt kill of thy herd and of thy flock which Yahovah hath given thee, as I have commanded thee, and thou shalt eat in thy gates whatsoever thy soul lusteth after. Even as the roebuck in the heart is eaten, so thou shalt eat them. The unclean and the clean shall eat of them alike. Only be sure that thou eat not the blood, for the blood is the life, and thou mayest not eat the life with the flesh. Drain that stuff. 
Thou shalt not eat it. Thou shalt pour it upon the earth as water. Thou shalt not eat it, that it may go well with thee, and with thy children after thee. When thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of Yahovah. Are you accountable if you eat the meat with the blood? You might just be. Maybe that's what it's talking about. God doesn't want any cannibals out there. Have you ever heard of a cannibal just eating the meat? Don't they eat everything? What's transmitted in the blood? It says the life's in the blood. What about unclean spirits? People drinking blood. Are you getting the spirits with them? I think so. Life's in the blood. What is the life? The spirit? The soul? People kill deers and they have a ceremony. I think your first kill, you have to eat the heart. And you, some, of, some of these cultures eat, drink the blood. Not me. We're not supposed to do it. Don't drink that blood. God doesn't like vampires. Yeah, that's what they call vampires. Okay. Let's see. Where am I at? Only thy holy things which thou hast and thy vows thou shalt take. No, I, I'm sorry, I skipped down. Thou shalt not eat it. Thou shalt pour it upon the earth as water. Verse 25. Thou shalt not eat it, that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee. When thou shalt do that which is right in the sight of Yahovah. You want things to go well for your kids? Then let's obey the Lord. Why? God visits the iniquities of the fathers to the third and fourth generation of those that disobey him. It says those that hate him. Only thy holy things which thou hast and thy vows thou shalt take and go into the place which Jehovah shall choose. Thou shalt offer thy burnt offerings, the flesh and the blood upon the altar of Jehovah thy God and the blood of thy sacrifices shall be poured out upon the altar of Jehovah thy God and thou shalt eat the flesh. God's commanding people to eat the meat. And I know there are people that are primarily vegetarians, but now there's a whole group that are vegan. It's a religion to them. I worked with some vegans one time. It's a whole long story, and I've told some of it before. But I worked with some people that were part of a um, Hindu ashram. And... um, they were very well known in the uh, direct response advertising business. They'd made millions of dollars and they came over and formed their own startup uh, media company in Austin, Texas, right on the site of an ashram. And they had a commercial office up front. And you'd see peacocks walking on the property and you would see the biggest uh, Hindu temple in Texas. It's called, it was over there on Barsana Dam Road. That, uh, a yogi that came over from India. Later he was caught, I think, having relations with some of the people over there. The girls. Got ran out, but there's some scandal. But half of those people over there that were in the office were vegans. And I remember being interviewed by their CFO. I saw their job up on monster.com and uh, I was looking to get back into media. This was about 
2002, 20 years ago. I applied. I was working a temp job in Jacksonville, Florida at the time. And I got a call. My voicemail said, call me, call me about the job you applied for. And I did. And the guy said, uh, we'd like to fly you in. I said, great. So I got to ask you, do you like a steak? So I love steak. He said, me too. But I just got to give you a heads up. There's some people here that don't eat meat. And uh, if you decide to bring in any kind of meat, let's say you eat in there and you bring your lunch in, you got to put it in a special refrigerator just for the meat eaters because you can't mix it with these vegans. They, they, I mean, they would have a nervous breakdown. And uh, it was like a cardinal sin to eat, for them to eat meat. Not that all of them were Hindus, but there were some that uh, uh, had made that decision. Uh, they would never kill an animal, and they were hardcore. I remember getting down there, and I met the uh, VP. I had to interview with like three people and they they liked me and gave me the job but the VP took me out and uh, like twice and I was at one restaurant with them and it was all vegan I'm like what do I eat I ate like a veggie veggie burger it didn't taste bad but I mean I was like dang where's the beef well that wasn't bad but I went out again with the VP Uh, one day took me out to a pizza restaurant so I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to hook me up, you know, pepperoni, mushroom, you know, whatever you put on your, you know, your super supreme, right? And he looked at me, shocked. And I saw a tear in his eye uh, when he, he saw me putting my order in for the pepperoni. He said to me, don't you know that you could be eating my grandmother who reincarnated what if she reincarnated as a cow? You could be eating her right now. He was dead serious. I had to change my order. I think all I had, had was like cheese. <laughs> no more. I didn't eat any pepperoni. I didn't want to eat his grunt granny. Would you eat his granny? What you do? I just had to get me like a vegetarian pizza or something. Uh, well, yeah, it was. Well, I, I survived. And uh, it was okay if you ate meat, but just, you know, if you go out with one of them, you know, you better not offend them and eat in front of them. So he liked to drink coffee, and so did I, and uh, half and half is the only way to drink coffee. It's got to be peanut butter colored, so I would bring in the half and half, and he, he and I would be putting a fresh pot on and then go over there and brokering medium. It was a whirlwind of a year. They brought in, um, one day they said, uh, we're going to bring in a feng shui expert. And they're going to meet with each of you and uh, cons- consult with you and orient your desk in a particular direction to increase productivity. And I said, I'm not meeting with no feng shui. And I told them, I said, it's against my religion. They weren't happy, but what could they do? <laughs> um, but yeah, they were they were dyed in the wool um, vegans. God's saying, eat meat. Yes, he is. I say praise the Lord for that. Pass me the uh, steak and chicken and fish. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. There was a couple burgers to choose from today, and one of them was like a local Bali style, they throw an egg on there. I don't put no egg on my burger. What are you, what are you talking about, Willis? I got the bacon cheeseburger. It was the safest one. 
because sometimes they have some exotic foods, you know, that you not you and I might not be eating in America. And I, I won't lie, I ate the bacon. I don't do it every day, though. And I know it's not a salvation issue, but it's not healthy to eat a lot of bacon, just saying. But it tastes good, doesn't it? At any rate, let me get on track here. Verse 28, observe and hear all these words which I command thee, that it may go well with thee, again, and with children, thy children, after thee forever, when thou doest that which is good and right in the sight of the Lord thy God. If we want things to go well, very simple. Do good and right in the sight of the Lord. Obey his commandments. Amen? Verse 29, when Yahovah thy God shall cut off the nations from before thee, whither thou goest to possess them, and thou succeedest them, and dwellest in their land. There's some people that aren't happy that they lost their land. But God took them, took those people out because they were wicked, serving other gods and doing wicked before him. And He said, enough's enough. I'm going to destroy them and replace them with you. Now, God cut off those nations. Let's see what he does over in Hamas with Hamas. And you're to possess them, and thou succeed them, and dwellest in the land. Take heed. There's a warning, though. To thyself that thou be not snared by following them, after that they be destroyed from before thee, and that thou inquire not after their gods. Saying, how do these nations serve their gods? Even so will I do likewise. Thou shalt not do so unto Jehovah thy God. For every abomination to Jehovah which he hateth have they done unto their gods. For even their sons and their daughters they have burnt in the fire to their gods. You know what was going on? People were sacrificing their children to their gods like Molech we hear about. This uh, stone, or was it bronze? God that they built, and they stoked up the belly of it with a furnace, and they would just throw their child into it, into its arms, roll down its mouth, and right into its belly, alive. They did that. Solomon and some of his foreign wives did that too later on. That was his downfall. God warned him. This is an abomination. That's the worst class of sin there is. Not just a transgression or an offense. It's an abomination. The most wicked sin you and I can do. It's abominable. God hates it. That's what they were doing. They were sacrificing their children. And we're doing the same thing today in America. We've got a lot of abominations going on. We're murdering our children. And uh, the government is sanctioning homosexuality, transgenderism, now transhumanism. Think about that. It used to be just a man and a man was a homosexual, a woman and a woman, lesbian. Now they're transgender. A man says he's a woman. A woman says she's a man. We've got some we don't know what they are. And then they've got transhumanism. 
the literal DNA is being changed and spliced with animals. It's sick. It's an abomination. Verse 32, What things soever I command you, observe to do it. I shall not add thereto, nor diminish from it. I'm keeping an eye on the clock. We've got a live, another live show in 15 minutes. Do we have time to read 13? I think we do. Let's do it. Okay, we're reading Deuteronomy 12. Let's do 13. If there rise among you a prophet, or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, for Yahovah your God proveth you, to know whether ye love Yahovah your God with all your heart and with all your soul. God doesn't want to share his love with anybody else. Well, I mean, with any uh, other gods. Now, these are demons, of course. There's only one true God. But he doesn't want you to share. I don't want you or I to bow down to any other gods or worship them. Thou shalt not hearken unto that words of the, that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. Again, for Yahweh your God proves you. He's testing you. To know whether ye love Yahovah your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Verse 4. Ye shall walk after Yahovah your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice. Ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. It's like a little child. You hold and they'll cleave onto you. They just grip onto your neck and hold onto you. Don't want to let go. Or you cleave onto your wife or your husband. Embrace them. And that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, shall be put to death, because he has spoken to turn you away from Yahovah your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt, and redeemed you out of the house of bondage, to, tr- to thrust thee out of the way which Yahovah thy God commanded thee to walk in. So shalt thou put the evil way from the midst of thee. If thy brother, the son of thy mother, or thy son, or thy daughter, or the wife of thy bosom, or thy friend, which is as thine own soul, entice thee secretly, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which thou hast not known, thou nor thy fathers, excuse me, namely of the gods of the people which are round about you, nigh unto thee, or far off from thee, from the one end of the earth, even unto the other end of the earth. Thou shalt not consent with them, unto them, him, nor hearken unto him, Neither shalt thine eye pity him, neither shalt thou spare, neither shalt thou conceal him, but thou shalt surely kill him. Thine hand shall be first upon him to put him to death, and afterwards the hand of all the people. And thou shalt stone him with stones that he die, because he hath sought to thrust thee away from Jehovah thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And all Israel shall hear and fear, and shall do no more any such wickedness as this is among you. Thou shalt hear say in one of thy cities, which Yahovah thy God hath given thee to dwell there, saying, Certain men, the children of Belial, are gone out from among you, and have withdrawn the inhabitants of their city, saying, Let us go and serve other gods, which you have not known. Then shalt thou inquire and make a search and ask diligently 
And behold, if it be truth, and the thing certain that such abomination is wrought among you, thou shalt surely smite the inhabitants of that city with the edge of the sword, destroying it utterly, and all that is therein, and the cattle thereof with the edge of the sword. And thou shalt gather all the spoil of it in the midst, into the midst of the street, therefore, thereof, and shalt burn with fire the city, and all the spoil thereof wit. For Yahweh thy God, it shall be a heap forever. It shall not be built again. You ever wonder why um, you see these cities in the Amazon and in Mexico and places like Honduras and Guatemala in the jungles? Abandoned, lost cities, sometimes uncover them and they begin to pull these idols out and you begin to see the things that they were doing, the human sacrifice and the cannibalism and all the murder, the worship of these strange gods. God eventually deals with them and smites them. And they're not to to be built back. God curses them. There's some places right now that are yet to be uncovered and better than leave them alone because God curses these places and there's people that have tried to go in like to the city of the monkey God I believe that one's in Honduras and there was an expedition down there and they found it on LIDAR flying overhead and then they sent an expedition in by foot and uh, the group of researchers in there and and, uh, archaeologists and documentary filmmakers got in there it was the most dangerous track they'd ever been on they encountered these bushmaster snakes deadly snakes there were these uh, mosquitoes down there that had this uh, I guess there, there were bacteria that when they bite you this thing would start to eat off your face flesh eating bacteria and um, they had to hack their way through the jungle. They only got in about, let's say, 50 feet. They began to find some of these idols on the ground. They had to turn back. Many people were hospitalized and had to go back for multiple treatments. The stuff will eat your face off. You say, what the heck's going on? God curse that place. Some of these places he didn't want resurrected. Um, unless you know you're just going to tear down the ruins and do something else with the land now prayer walking can remove those curses if God wants it done he'll send somebody in to do it and just like uh, Henry Groover went into that place that had the two step at her fishermen would be out there they couldn't even get up and dock on the shores of this island because the snakes would live in the trees too and they would just drop in your boat and bite you and you would die nobody would go over there place was cursed. Why? Because of um, some of the things that was done up there before human sacrifice and so forth, abominable things and God cursed the whole land. At any rate um, here it's saying you know these, these cities if you come across them don't take anything. Slay all the, the people and the animals and then gather all the spoil put in the midst of the city 
burn it. For Yahovah thy God, it shall be a heap forever. It shall not be built again. Jericho, the walls of Jericho, when they were brought down, they were not to be built again. There was a curse placed on anybody who built them. Their children would die. And sure enough, they rebuilt and the man's children died. We need to be afraid of God's curses. Not witches. Not witches. If you're a born-again believer and you're not walking in sin, you don't have to be afraid of a witch. You just break that in Jesus' name. thing will bounce off, but when God curses, that's a whole other matter. The only remedy for that is repent. If you repent, you can break these generational curses. Some curses aren't going to be broken, though. God cursed man and said... Uh, because of your sin, you only live so many days. And it's appointed a man once die and then the judgment. That's a curse. That cannot be rescinded. We're all going to die at some point. If you live long enough to see Jesus return at the last trump, you get caught up. But the physical body will die and you'll be transformed. It's my understanding. Now, let's finish this up. And there shall cleave not of the cursed thing to thine hand, that Yahweh may turn from the fierceness of his anger, and show thee mercy, and have compassion upon thee, and multiply thee, as he hath sworn unto thy fathers. Say, don't take that war booty from those cursed cities. Burn it. When thou shalt hearken to the voice of Yahweh thy God to keep all his commandments which I command thee this day to do that which is right in the eyes of Yahovah thy God. God just wants us to do what is right. Amen. And to eschew evil. Okay, we're going to stop right there. Well, praise God, we got through two chapters. I'm not in a hurry. Uh, we got De- Deuteronomy 12 and 13. Welcome aboard. Uh, let me get set up for our next program. And uh, give me about five minutes and we'll be ready to roll. Okay, so if you're on MixLR, what I do is I just save the program in between episodes so I can get it up there faster and later. And uh, stand by for a refresh. If it doesn't happen for you, then uh, refresh manually. Here we go.